Amen. We're glad you're here today. We've got something that's a little bit different today, so be praying for us, and we're going to start off. Me and Hans is going to speak together today. There has never been a sermon ever given that had a more lack of preparation than what we're going to do. Uh, now, I'll tell you how this whole thing got started. Is last Sunday we're leaving church and Darv said, hey, you know, sometime we need to, we need to tag team preach, and, you know, kind of like what me and Roger did. I, I think that'd be good. And I said, yeah, yeah, that sounds good to me. He said, all right. He said, we'll be thinking of something. He said, I might talk to you on Wednesday. We'll see. We might do it next Sunday. Just surprise everybody. I said, okay. Well, he didn't even come to church on Wednesday. So <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't get to talk to him or nothing. And so I just kind of assumed we weren't going to do it this week. And so he called me Saturday morning. He said, you been thinking any more about it? I didn't get to make it around on Wednesday. I had some stuff going on. I said, uh, I mean, I guess a little bit. <laughs> He said, we'll be thinking about something. I'll call you later on this evening. He called me yesterday evening, and we, we said we're going to do it, and here we are. We talked for probably about five minutes on what we were going to talk about today, and I've kind of got my direction, and he's kind of got his direction, but they kind of seem like they're going the same way. Uh, so before we go any further, let's just open up in a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we come to you uh, just so thankful to be in your house today, God. Thank you uh, for Brother Darvin. Thank you for this church. Uh, thank you most of all for you and what you've done for each and every one of us. As we go forward in the service, God, I pray that you just bless this time. I pray that you use your spirit to speak to me uh, and through me. And the same for Brother Darvin, God. I pray that you just open up our eyes and our hearts and you show us all what we stand in need of, God. Lord, we know that this is not by us, but this is only by you. We give you all the praise and glory. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, one thing that's been uh, on my mind, on my heart this week, and I think it's, we, we wanted to, we, when we got together and we talked very shortly, we wanted to give something to maybe encourage everybody. Because just the, the time that we live in, uh, it's just, it's pretty troubling times. Uh, pretty anxious times, I think. And I can't speak for uh, everyone, but I know for young people, it seems like anxiousness is something that's just running wild. Uh, I know, like me, I've been anxious all week, and uh, when I get anxious, I don't necessarily ever really get too worked up about myself, usually, but I get worked up about everybody else, right? And I could get worked up about, you know, if somebody else is struggling with something, it, I'll, I'll worry about them. Uh, and so, like, for me, I work in a school, I'm around kids all the time, and I, and I worry about them. I worry about, you know, the things they're doing in their own time, if they're living right, you know, I worry if they're doing right, doing what they're supposed to be doing, and I, that's the kind of stuff I worry about. And I worry just where, what direction are we headed in as a country? What direction are we headed in, uh, our young people, our church? What is, what is this church going to look like in 20 years? I worry about that stuff. I get, I get anxious about it, and I uh, think about it. I think about it. I, I worry about what am I, I going to look like in 20 years, you know? Uh, speaking of looks, I look pretty rough today. I don't look in a mirror very much. And so I was going to share with you all my morning routine. I go in there, and I turn the shower on, and instantly you cannot see that mirror. It's instantly fogged up. Uh, our, our shower's a little bit smaller than this pulpit, 
and the whole bathroom is. So the second you turn the shower on, you can't see in the mirror. So that all being said, this morning on the way to church, I just happened to glance out the mirror and I saw myself and I thought, my goodness. I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to get a box of razors, go get a haircut or something. And then I told Rachel on the way in, I said, what, how bad do I look? She said, no, you look fine. I was like, I do not. I look like a mangy coyote that just got ran over, somehow <laughs> lived through the wreck, and I'm fixing to walk in here and get up on stage. I, I look pretty rough. And so I apologize for that this morning. Another thing I could be anxious about is what I look like up here right now. But with everything that's going on just in our country and things, people are discouraged. And I think a lot of times for me, I step back and I go, man, what, what is God doing? And I, and I do see things that God is doing. There's evidence that God's working. God uh, worked in the revival that we had last week in our youth. Uh, there's no doubt there were seeds planted and there's good things that will come from that. And you see that what God's doing in, in the women's ministry this uh, yesterday. You know, God's moving. God's still here. God's still for us. God's still working. Uh, and that's what I want to focus on today is that God is still for us. God's still with us. We want to encourage everybody that God is still with us. Uh, but if you have your Bibles, I want to start off and I want to go to Exodus uh, chapter 14, starting in verse 10. And to put some context to what's going on here, uh, Moses and the Israelites are fleeing from Egypt. Uh, this is after all the plagues have happened and Pharaoh has agreed to let the people of Israel go and they are fleeing and now they have they've went out and God has led them uh, with a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night into like a desert area and now they have come to the Red Sea. They are camped on the shore of the Red Sea. Pharaoh has changed his mind and he is after them uh, with plans to, to kill them and destroy them. And so here we are in verse 10. The Bible says, As Pharaoh approached, the Israelites looked up and there the Egyptians marching after them. And they were terrified, and they cried out to the Lord. And they said to Moses, Was it because there was no graves in Egypt that you brought us out here to the desert to die? What have you done to us by bringing us out of Egypt? Didn't we say to you in Egypt, Leave us alone. Let us serve the Egyptians. It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the desert. And so even though God... There's evidence that God has been working around them this whole time. God brought these plagues on Egypt. The Israelites were completely spared through all that. It was the Egyptians that suffered. And this was just a short time ago. And the Bible says that there's been this cloud by day that's been guiding them to where they need to go. And then there's been this pillar of fire by night that, that lit their way. So there's evidence that God is working around them. There's evidence that God is with them. Amen. But now here they are camped at the Red Sea and they are scared to death. The Bible says that they're terrified. The Bible says that they cried out to the Lord. And then the people started to question Moses. They started to blame the leader. Moses, why did you bring us out here? Was there no graves in Egypt? If we were going to die, we could have just died in Egypt. It might have been a little more peaceful there. But now we've, you've brought us out here into the desert to die. And so it kind of sets the stage uh, for kind of a grim time, uh, which reminds me of kind of the time we live in. There's some things that are, we as uh, Christians, me as, uh, as a young man, you get discouraged about. Uh, and so that's where I'm going to leave my part off, and I'm going to tag team Darvin in. It's kind of be like Triple H and The Undertaker. Yeah, here. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. You remember when you first got saved? You remember, you remember the children of Israel when they left Egypt? You know, they were singing, they were shouting, they were tickled to death. 
to leave that place. Now they got to, you know, I want you to use that for just a moment to refer back to uh, when you got saved, you know, remember how everything great everything was, you know, and this and that. You know, the children of Israel, they left Egypt, you know, and they was marching, they was singing, they was praising God, and then they was just every day, you know. But they said, you know, as he brought out just a moment ago, he said, Pharaoh, you know, his heart was hard, and he took off after him. Just when we get, you know, just, you know, just because we're Christian doesn't mean Satan is not going to come after us. Amen. 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 You might with me for just a second. Just because we're born again and a child of God does not mean Satan is not going to come after us. And I'm here to believe today, you know, as we look around and see everything going on in the world today, how crazy it is and this and that. And, it, and I'm just talking from my personal experience. It would be easy for like the children of Israel, you know, like they sit there, you know, and then they got to the Red Sea and they stopped there. There's times, you know, in our lives, you know, seem like we're going nowhere. We get to a place, you know, we're maybe kind of satisfied where we're at. I'm not saying this is where children of Israel is at, but we kind of get satisfied. We just sit there a little while, you know. But when, when you're sitting there not doing nothing, that's when the enemy is going to try, try to calm and destroy you. But, you know, as we look there and as, as a children of Israel, I'm not hoping I ain't getting on part of his park. I can go somewhere else, but I don't know if I will or not. But we was, uh, uh, as you sit, they were sitting there and looking, you know, on this and that. They get to, to a point to a Red Sea. You know, there's times in our life we get to a place we don't know how we're going to get to the other side. We don't know how we're going to get through the situation that we're in because it is not humanly possible to get through maybe something you're going through right now. But we serve a big God. <laughs> We serve a God that's able, you know, and, and to the children of Israel, you know, as they were sitting there at the camp there, you know, that day or whatever it may have been, you know, and the, and the Red Sea was formed, you know, and they had come far, as far as they could come, you know, and, and, and they, they're sitting there, you know, and all of a sudden they could hear things. They could hear the chariots coming up behind them, you know, or the chariot from a long ways off as the horses was pulling the chariots. They could hear maybe a crowd, a rumble of noise coming behind them. Have you ever been in a situation, you know, that you couldn't even go nowhere, but you could hear Satan and doing all this stuff and doing this all this crazy stuff, and then you're going to be getting scared, you know, and then, then you're getting your mind begin to settle down or begin to get to a place where it shouldn't be and said, why did we even come this word? Why didn't they begin to blame Moses, you know, and said, why you can bring us out here. We're going to die here. We can't get across this sea. We can't go back because Pharaoh's ready. We, we hear him coming. And I'm here today to tell you, we serve a God that is able. And there's some times in our lives today, we've got to sit back and, and I, Brother Hans, I'm sorry if I get on here for just a little bit. But he told him just a little bit. He said, today you shall see the Egyptians no more. Today the Lord will fight for you. Just hold your peace today. There's times in our lives today, we've got to sit down and, and just say, you know, we got to keep fighting as much as we can. But they come a time in their lives today, we just say, you know, Lord, I've done all I can do. I can't fight this cancer by myself. I can't go through this situation by myself. I'm just going to turn it over to you. Why? Because I know that you know everything. I know you know how deep this Red Sea is. I know that you, you're the one that put it there. And I know that you're the one that can take it away. Anybody with me for just a second, you know? He said, just stand still and the Lord will fight for you. And you shall see the Egyptians no more. And I'm here today to tell you that we as God's people, God didn't bring us this far to let Satan destroy us. If we just listen to the word of God. If we just listen to the word of God. He just said, stand still 
and just listen and and, and, and listen. You'll see this, see the Lord word today. And I think the very next verse that you show it here, it said the Lord, the, Aaron or Moses took that rod and he lifted up. When I think of that, I think of this Bible here. There's times that we as God's people have got to lift up the word of God and say, listen, this here will fight for me. Oh, you're not getting it right there. This here will fight for me. The word of God. The Bible says even the demons tremble at the name of Jesus Christ. They begin to quiver. They begin to wonder, you know, if we as God's people start speaking the name of Jesus more than we do in the word of God today. Can you imagine how many Red Seas we can get through? How many Red Seas we can get through? Brother, to go back to you. So to, to build up on what Darwin was saying, uh, I want to go to verse 13. And it says, Moses answered the people and he said, Do not be afraid. Stand firm then and you will see the deliverance of the Lord. And he will bring you to this day. The Egyptians, the Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. And the Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Then the Bible says in verse 15, Then the Lord said to Moses, Why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites to move on. Amen. I think a lot of times we see we have the problem, we have the anxiety, we see the stuff that's going on, and we will stay in that place of pity, in that place of doubt, in that place of just not maybe knowing what to do. Amen. Okay? Now, you've got to remember Israel is camped against the Red Sea. Amen. Okay? Water, bad guys. And God told them, move on. Amen. Why are you sitting here crying out to me? Amen. And another, verse, another version of the Bible said, go ahead and break camp. Amen. Start moving. Amen. Start going. And I think sometimes as Christians, me personally, and even this week, I get discouraged and I get anxious and I get to thinking. But God said, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, pray. Let your request be made known to God. Amen. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Amen. Okay, that's an action. That's not, that's not sitting around hoping that God will show up. That's, that's putting our faith in God and taking steps, moving toward Him. So God said, move on. Go. Break camp. Go. And then He actually tells them to go before He tells Moses to raise His staff. And so it goes on in the next verse, and the Bible says, Tell Israel to move on. Raise your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea to divide the water so the Israelites can go through the sea on dry ground. Okay, sometimes before we see the miracle, we have to first put our faith in God. Amen. Right? Sometimes before God delivers us, we've got we to be taking steps toward Him. Amen. And I know for me... It's just so easy to get discouraged and stay in this place of, man, I'm worried about so-and-so, or I'm worried about our country, I'm worried about our community, I'm worried about our school, I'm worried about this. Worrying is not going to help us. Complaining about it, grumbling about it, it's not going to help us. Gossiping about it, it's not going to help us. But there's only one thing that helps me. There's only one thing that's going to help us. There's only one thing that's going to save our schools, our communities, our country, and it is Jesus. Amen. Knowing Him more, making Him known. It's just Jesus. 
And we know that today. And so and we're, not, we're not trying to give us some big revelation, but we're trying to encourage everybody to keep going, to keep seeking God, to not, to not get, don't get discouraged when things ain't going your way. Don't get discouraged when you have a really bad week. Don't get discouraged when your kids ain't acting right. Don't get discouraged uh, when your community's falling apart. Be encouraged, okay? The Bible says that we're going to have problems. Jesus said, I've told you these things that you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart for I've overcome the world. Right? So we've got, to put our, we've got to put our faith in God and we've got to break camp and we've got to start moving. Even if we're not sure where we're going to go, there's a sea on this side and there's the bad guys on this side, but God's telling us, move. Have faith and take off. Break camp. Get ready to go because I'm going to make a way, but you just got to trust me through it. You just got to believe. We're not called to walk by sight, but we're called to walk by faith. Right? That's our encouragement with you all today. Amen. You may be saying, you know, how can I get through what I'm going through? Look at the children of Israel. Common sense says we're not getting out of this. The Red Sea before them, they didn't have a way to get down a boat to get across there. Pharaoh was coming behind them, all the chariots and, you know, the, the, the armor, the big they had. But there's a place in the Bible, 23rd Psalms, and part of it says, although I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, What's the key word there? Through. Although, you know, we're in the situation that we're in. The Bible says here, you know, you look at a point here, and, you know, the children here, common sense said, we're not getting out of this. But we're today, as God's people today, we know how the story ended. You don't know how your story's going to end, but you know that God can get you through it because if God can do what he done here, the Bible says, you know, it's time you have to get through what we're going through. The Bible says here, do you read down a few more chapters here? The Bible says here that the, uh, the Lord sent somebody in the camp, enemy's camp. He took off the wheels of the chariots that they drew drug heavily. You know what I'm talking about? It slowed them down. It slowed them down to give them enough time to get to the other side. And you know what? And he said, you know, he said, just go forward, start moving, get out of camp. You know, and said, well, how, how can I do this? How, how faith, how, be happy again? How can I do this? Because it's still here. But he says that Brother Hans brought out, he said, get up, camp, break camp, and go forward. And the Bible says here they went across on dry ground. And to the other side, the saint or Christ went in there and he took the, or the power of the Lord went in there and took the wheels off the church so they drug heavy. So it would take them time to get across. But it gave the time, the children of Israel time to get across the sea to the other side. But they still didn't give up. Pharaoh still didn't give up. Even though you think you know, he looked there and he said, who took his wheels off? He said, we didn't. You think we think you know, maybe I'm fighting a battle I can't win. But he's just stubborn enough to keep on going after what the Lord has blessed. But you know the story, as the children of Israel went across on the driest ground to the other side, the Bible says that Pharaoh followed him in to the place, you know, where you know that the children of Israel went across there. And they got to the other side, and Moses stood on the other side, lifted the rod up, and the Bible says the sea come back, and it destroyed Pharaoh. 
and all of his army. It destroyed all. What the, the, we know today, I'm here to tell you today, and I, you know, he's looking at you and saying, you don't know what I'm going through. Maybe I don't. Maybe I don't know what you're going through. But God does. And God does. And you look at this, you say, well, this is a story. No, that's a true story in the Bible. And I'm going to fast forward for just a moment. i got just a couple more minutes here. And I was going to go into Paul and Silas for just a little bit. And I ain't got time to do it. But you know the story of Paul and Silas where they went out doing good for the Lord. And they finally got arrested because they was doing great things for the Lord. And there's time, and you use that for uh, uh, illustration. There's times that we sit down and things begin to go, go against us today. And we've been coming to church every day. We've been working hard on the women's ministry. We've been doing this and doing that. And all this stuff still happens to me. Do you know what I'm talking about? Paul and Silas got arrested. Then they begin to, as they took them and put them in the prison, and it's a guarantee it wasn't a prison like we got today. And they put them in prison, and they sit there, and they sit there. And you've heard me preach on this many times before. And I don't know their conversation they had, but I imagine it was probably pretty good. They was in agreement with one another. Can you imagine if we as a church could get in agreement through all the crazy stuff that we're going through? What could happen? He said, we're two or three are together. Somehow be there. So Paul and Silas sitting there in the jail cell. And they begin to sit there, you know, and it wasn't just that they didn't record. They thought how bad that we got it. They started out, and this, this is my personal opinion, this is not biblical, but I believe when they got in jail, they begin to thank God for what they had. Not because where they was at, but what they had. They still had a mind that they still could praise God. They still had this. They could do this and that. Even though the situation was around them, it was bad. They still know the God that they serve. And I'm here today to tell you today, if we realize and think back for just a little bit and think about if it hadn't been for God who was on my side, I may not be here today. If it was for God who was on my side, my mind may be completely crazy. I might be an alcoholic today. I might be a drug addict today to try to escape the things of this crazy world. But praise be unto God. I got the power of the Holy Spirit of God. God in me that I know it comes from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet and I know that God is alive today and it tells us in the book of Revelation he's coming back to get his church one of these days and I'm washed and bought with the blood of Jesus Christ and he's coming to get me someday he's coming to get you someday if you're if you're a Christian of God today they begin to reflect on the things that God Christ had done for and Paul maybe told Silas or vice versa let's just sing praises unto God for who he is. Let's don't talk about the circumstances we're in right now. Let's just praise God for who he is. He's the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He's almighty. He's everlasting. He's not going nowhere. They're not voting him in. They're not voting him out. God put him on the throne beside of him. He's there for eternity. And he's going to leave there one more day. One of these days to come and get his church and we're going to be with him forever. 
they started singing praises. Something began to happen. Something began to happen. The Bible says the jail began to rock. It began to shake. The doors came open. And you know the rest of the story. Can you imagine? If you want to move God's heart today, praise Him. If you want to move God's heart, praise Him. He said, you don't know, understand. It's hard for me to praise when I'm facing what I'm facing. Just praise Him. He's still in control. He's still in control. Can you imagine what God heard when He heard Paul and Silas start singing praises about midnight? And I guess this is just my ignorant belief sometimes, I think, I guess. I don't get the ignorant right word to use or just the way I look at it. God said, if they can praise me in a place like down there, I'm going to go visit them because I want to be there to see them praise me in the circumstances they're in. God is good and He's great. And I enjoyed it this morning. Hence, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Come on up, stand up here. Amen. He says you look bad now. Get 20, 30 more years on you, you're going to look like this. Now, not good. But we come this morning, like I said, we didn't prepare, rehearse this or what all. But we come to encourage you this morning. We come to encourage you. No, I don't know what you're going through. He don't either. But I know who can get you through it. If you like these stock hands told us, you just break count, break the pity party, and say, I'm going through because God's on my side. Let's stand together today. Every head is bowed. If you want to step out and pray for any reason this morning, we ask you to. Anybody, we don't want to miss this opportunity. If you want to come and pray for any reason, anybody. There's some coming right now. If you want to come out, come on. Anybody, for any reason at all. Amen. Anybody else want to come and pray? You may be facing something this morning. You want the church pray with you. Just step out. Anybody that's still coming, if you may want to come. Amen. Anybody else? Amen. Every eye closed. Just lift up your hands and say, I just need your prayers. God bless you. 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 Let's just pray together. Father, today in the name of Jesus Christ, we come to you thanking you for this time you give us today, Father. I thank you for this young man today, Father. What he means to me and what he means to this church today, Father. We ask you to continue to bless him and his wife today, Father. Bless him, Father, as you go out into the world that he can just proclaim your word whoever he comes in contact with today. And Father, I pray for those today, Father, that's calm and kneel today, praying, Father, that you would just touch them in a mighty special way today, Father. We probably, Father, just uplift them to you today, Father, because we know that you know what's going on everything, Father, that you're in control of today. We praise you, Father, for blessing this church today in a way that you blessed it. We pray today, Father, we just continue 
obedient, obedient to your word today. For Jesus, let me pray. God, people said, Amen. Remember all the stuff that's going on. Did you enjoy it this morning? Thank you. Thank you. It's not nothing to us. It's just God. Amen. Amen. God bless you. We'll catch you next time. Thank you.